Welcome to the Weird and the Wondrous Podcast, an unscripted, unstructured, unscheduled, and very possibly unhinged discussion of all things otherworldly, strange, uncanny, esoteric, the weird and the wondrous. Okay, this is kind of a teaser. Uh, it'd be more accurate to call it um, a test episode, though. I'm only making this just because I wanna. I've got. I'm going to make an FFmpeg script um, to just for something that will put together the intro, the content, and the outro all in one file. Um, and this is going to be a good way to test that, and then I can also use the result to test Podbean, to see how well Podbean works out. I, by the time anyone hears this, I may not even be using Podbean. I have no idea. Um, so this is just an, uh, a test episode, episode zero, but I'm also going to call it a prepisode, because it's a preparation episode, and I want to call it prepisode, because that would annoy my sister, and annoying my sister is one of my favorite pastimes, literally for as long as I can remember. Anyway... So, just off the top of my head, I looked through some some things on like a YouTube playlist. Uh, it's just interesting stuff. And uh, one of the things that I saw was Annalise Michelle. So I'm going to go ahead and just rattle on things that I remember about Annalise Michelle. This is dark. Uh, not everything that I want to discuss will be dark, but a pretty good portion of it will be. The whole reason why I thought I'd even doing this is because I like things that are Things that are really different, things that are other, things that are just really weird. And a lot of that is going to involve horror, because horror, for one reason or another, tends to do that more than others. This is not, this is not, not subject is not horror in the sense of the, the literary genre. This actually happened. Annalise Michelle was, um... She, this story became the inspiration for a movie called The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which I saw a long time ago. And I remember I liked it. Um, today, I don't think I'd actually watch that again. Because I, it's something that's kind of ironic. Even though I I really like horror, because like I mentioned, I like things that are otherworldly, but I'm extremely selective about my horror, because I also don't like to watch people suffer. So, that means that, like, the Saw movies, I hate them. I passionately hate those movies. I think they're an abomination because it's... I saw the first half of the first Saw movie, and there wasn't even a plot. It was just watch people suffer. It's like, what's the matter with that? But Annalise, the story of Annalise Michelle, it, 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 there's a lot of suffering, but also it's, it's an interesting story. So Annalise Michelle, as you could tell from the title, Exorcism Emily, Emily Rose, is a was a young woman, I want to say early 20s, maybe even, not even 20, um, in, I want to say Germany. The name sounds French, but it actually was a German, uh, it was a German-speaking place, so I'm not completely sure if it was Germany or... 
uh, maybe Austria, but it was a place that either spoke German or a German-related language. So anyway, these, uh, the family, wow, well, you can tell this is a, a test slash teaser episode because I can't, I didn't even look it up, I just thought I'd test it out. The family um, started to notice a lot of problems with Annalise Michelle, and they discovered that she was, she was being possessed, or at least they believed that she was being possessed by a number of different entities. I remember one of which called itself Hitler. And went through a horrible traumatizing, or at least it would have been traumatizing if she had survived, exorcism process. Um, and throughout most of it, she still remained hopeful that she'll come out of it the other end of it. Uh, but she didn't. Uh, she... Uh, an apparition of this was a stoutly as stoutly that's not right. What's the word I'm looking for? This was a um, crud. A this was a strongly that's not the word I'm looking for, but it's good enough. Roman Catholic family and. An apparition of the Virgin Mary uh, came to her in a dream or a vision or something saying that it pains her that so many people are going to be uh, suffering for so long in purgatory. Uh, so she wanted Annalise to voluntarily take on some some of the, what's the word I'm looking for, some, some of the, uh, some of the punishment for sins uh, on their behalf to cut off time from purgatory. So this has a whole lot to do with Roman Catholic theology of um, merit. There's the idea that, that, um, that saints have so much merit, and I'm not completely sure I'm going to get this 100% right, but saints have so much merit that they, that they have more than they need. So that excess goes into what's called the treasury of merit, and then that merit can somehow be, I don't know if it's propitiated or expiated or what, onto the other... Uh, believers that don't have excess merit. So if you if you don't have excess merit, that means you're going to have to spend time in purgatory to have your uh, to have the sin purged from you. There's this kind of weird idea in popular culture that purgatory is like a between heaven and hell, and uh, that it's just like this bland nothingness. But that's not what purgatory is in Roman Catholic theology. It's like a, a painful 
uh, purging of sin uh, so that you can uh, spend time in having that purgation and then you'll be made good enough to go into heaven. That's why it takes like thousands of years. And when people will, in the Roman Catholic uh, Church, will buy what's called indulgences, or when they will go to see a relic, I think they still do that, I know they still have indulgences, um, and maybe when they pray the rosary, do other kinds of meritorious works that will buy time out of purgatory, either for themselves or for a loved one that has passed on, uh, so that uh, they can go get into heaven sooner. So that goes back to um, Annalise Michelle, who believed that she was... Uh, suffering on behalf of other people so that they would spend less time in purgatory. Now, I don't believe that. I'm a Christian, but I'm um, a, a Baptist, what's called a 1689 Baptist, or at least I'm pretty close to it. Some 1689ers would not agree that I am 1689, but that's a whole different discussion that I don't want to get into. But this is just an interesting subject. Now, what ended up happening... After she had this this vision, um, and there's there's audio recordings of the exorcisms that took place, they're, they're horrifying. Uh, I I wouldn't go so far as to say that they are proof positive that she was actually possessed. I don't know. I'm not going to say that she definitely wasn't or that she definitely was. Uh. But it was, whatever whatever it was, it was horrifying. And um, she actually ended up, after, I think, weeks, maybe just a few days, I'm not sure, of these exorcism sessions, she ended up starving to death. She didn't survive the exorcism. I kind of got the impression that that might be a fairly common, uh, common thing to happen, but... I'm not completely sure about that. For people to die from of starvation during exorcisms. Uh, now this wasn't really like... If you've ever seen The Exorcist... It wasn't really like that. But it was... There were definitely some commonalities. If you've seen that movie... and I, I don't specifically recommend it. But I don't recommend avoiding it either. There are blasphemous things in there. Because it is about a demon. And the demon says horrible blasphemous things. That I'm never going to repeat. Um... But at the same time, it's also a pretty good depiction, I think, of the way evil beings, including evil people, for that matter, operate. Uh, so that, that, I think that there's something valuable in that. There's a similar movie that I think is actually in some ways better. It's not quite as artistic, but it's still pretty artistic. Um, that's pretty new, called Nefarious. It's about it's not about an exorcism, but it's about a possession. Uh, and that was a pretty good movie. And also, the the Exorcist was supposed to be based on a a real life exorcism of someone named Roland Doe. Roland Doe is not a real name. That's why, like Doe, D O E, like almost like Jane Doe or John Doe. Why they said Roland instead of John? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, 
feel like I lost my train of thought. But that is actually how I planned for this podcast to be going, more or less. I know that it's not... It's not that common. This is... I, I actually really like the conversational feel of some podcasts. Not scripted. I feel like I'm probably too close to the microphone because I see it. The program that I'm using, um, if it gets too loud, it'll actually turn red in the waveform. But the, the whole point of this is I wanted to, I, I really like the conversational feel of some podcasts. It's kind of loosely inspired by a podcast that I listen to regularly called The Dividing Line. The topic, the content is completely different from The Dividing Line. And really, even the way it's done is that different. But I want to have the same conversational feel. So I just thought I'd talk about Annalise Michelle because that's like a decent one. I actually realized halfway through the discussion that I wish I had done the Amityville Horror because that would have been a, a better, probably shorter discussion. Um, this has actually went on a lot longer than I expected, but that's the whole point. Uh, this is just a test, the prep episode, and uh, so yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening to the Weird and the Wonders podcast. Music is Passacaglia and Fugue in C minor, composed by Johann Sebastian Bach and performed by Alexander Wesky on the synthesizer. Alexander Wesky can be found on YouTube. Wesky is W-E-S-K-I. And I recommend you looking up the video that goes with this particular uh, song, Passacaglia and Fugue. It's a pretty neat video. Until next time, thank you for stopping by.